Welcome to Recovery His Way. I'm your host, Tom Reynolds, and we're on the campus of His Way here in Huntsville, Alabama. Today, I'm joined with a very dear friend of mine, Roger Noah. Roger, good to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Um, one of the things that as we go through this series, you know, we, we're having you come in and joining this series in which we've looked at um, each of the 12 steps of, of AA and really looked at the biblical background behind them and how you know, Scripture, Jesus, and a lot of those things really taught these principles long before they were written in a book called Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. Um, and so that being foundational, I've been trying to kind of get guys to share like yourself about how these various steps have impacted you. And one of the things I was just going to mention um, to our viewers and listeners, too, is having been in recovery, um, the amount of time I have in terms of working with guys, one of the things that people talk a lot about is three-stepping. Um, which is typically the idea that the first three steps are more steps about acknowledging things, affirming things, having ideas about things, but really doesn't require bearing down and really dealing with the facts. And that really when you hit the fourth step and you have to grind out this list of the offenses, the things you've done, the terrible things, and really bring out the baggage, how difficult and painful, how much work that takes, and then, of course, this fifth step really is bringing that all to light is really um, is really a challenge. And how many guys kind of go through that kind of three-step and kind of idea for a long time, sometimes before they get to really doing the work of recovery? Yes, sir. Um, and so I want to kind of, you know, you're kind of talking then about these, these work steps. Um, and I know, you know, recovery is, is, you know, has been a long-term experience for you in terms of this journey. Maybe you could share with us kind of what your journey has been and um, and how you got to where you are today. Yes, sir. My name is Roger Noah. I'm from uh, Gaston, Alabama. And uh, I've been in and out of recovery, Tom, for a long time. And uh, many, many AA meetings, many, many NA meetings, many, many celebrate uh, recovery meetings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoy them. And I enjoy working our recovery program. And in 2017, I was involved with a uh, halfway house program in Gaston, Alabama called Gaston Transitional Living. And I was the house manager uh, over 20 guys. And we uh, actually went to AA meetings and NA meetings and celebrate recovery meetings and was, you know, actually working the program. And when I decided to leave the gas and transitional living and get married and move to Chattanooga, Tennessee, it wasn't long after that that I relapsed uh, after being clean four years and a half. I relapsed and uh, on alcohol and uh, marijuana and uh, crystal meth. And um, within one year, I had a felony case uh, for crystal meth possession and also had a wreck at uh, 108 miles per hour avoiding the state troopers as they were chasing me and uh, with drugs in my possession and I broke two vertebrae in my back and uh, tore up some knee ligaments and that was part of my relapse and realizing you know that active addiction can take you further than you want to go mm-hmm. and I actually um, was on parole for uh, uh, prior uh, 
theft and burglary cases and uh, drug cases. And um, when I relapsed, I violated my parole by moving without permission to another state, you know, out of Tennessee back to Alabama. And um, when I relapsed, I um, had the wreck and wound up back in prison. Mm -hmm. And about two years into this uh, four-year prison sentence that I received for possession of crystal meth uh, amphetamines, um, I was uh, asked to go to a program in uh, Columbiana, Alabama called uh, the Alabama Therapeutic Educational Facility, mm -hmm. ATEF is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And I actually, for the first time in my lifetime, Tom, you know, I'd been going to all these meetings, but I had never really worked the steps. And at this program, we had a core group of about 40 men, and we uh, actually all got honest with ourselves and actually worked the steps with each other. And that's where I started the fifth step. You know, I admitted to God, myself, and another human being that is that nature of my wrongs. Mm -hmm. And when I did a, a personal inventory of myself and actually put it on paper, Tom, I seen the destructive uh, behaviors and, and, and attitudes and, you know, uh, breaking the law and, you know, winding up in prison, what my active addiction had led me through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I seen when I put it all on paper and got honest with myself and I seen where I, you know, broken the law in many different states, Texas, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, you know, uh, Tennessee, I understood that, you know, my act of addiction was a lot more destructive to me and my family than I ever thought. Why do you think putting down on paper was, so, I mean, you obviously, it wasn't like you put anything down on paper you didn't already know. Yes, sir. So why did putting on paper seem to have such a revelational impact upon you? I actually, for the first time in my life, Tom, seen me on paper and realized that my act of addiction was a lot more destructive than I thought that I had ever been, you know, mm -hmm. in my lifetime right. and, and actually seeing it on paper and putting it down on them 10 pieces of paper that I did front and back and, and actually getting honest with myself uh, really opened up my eyes to see what my active addiction had caused me and my family. So you had 10 pieces of paper front and back of yes, just sir. all the destructive things that have happened? Yes, that's all the felonies and all the misdemeanors and all the breaking the laws and all the abuse and all the mistreatment of people, uh, you know, in all the different states that I stated before. Mm -hmm. And I realized now by seeing it on paper, Tom, and getting honest with myself for the first time in my life, that I was really uh, uh, destructive. And, mm -hmm. and my alcoholism and drug addiction, you know, uh, caused me to act out of character. Right. And, and I wasn't raised like that, but that's this is how I acted. Right, right. And I actually seen it for the first time, Tom, on paper, and I was honest with myself about it. I mean, I would imagine most of us thinking about that idea of putting it all down, and if we had 10 pages front and back of that kind of stuff, it could be a little bit overwhelming. It could be despairing. It could be something where I just want to throw up this piece of paper and throw them away and, and forget it exists. Um, how do you... How do you embrace that in a positive way? Because that sounds very overwhelming. Well, it was the first time, Tom, like I stated, of me getting honest with myself because I always thought that, you know, I wasn't that bad of a person. Mm -hmm. But really, when I seen it on paper, I seen how bad of a person that I was uh, 
you know, behaving like and, and you know, uh, seeing, you know, where my act of addiction caused me to break the law mm-hmm. and, and mistreat people and, and all the different, uh, you know, antisocial behavior is what it's called, mm-hmm. you know, right. uh, and, and realizing that, you know, being honest, it, Tom, is what really just jumped off on the page mm-hmm. uh, pages for me was being honest for the first time, you know, and, and, and knowing that that uh, I was that person. What, I mean, what was it that allowed you to do that, though? What prepared you to be willing? Because obviously, having 10 pages, you, a lot of stuff had happened that you had not dealt with until now you're at this point, you know, even just a couple of years ago where you finally sit down and look at this. What empowered you to be willing or gave you the motivation to be willing to even make the list in the first place? We were I, being involved with that program that I, it was a six month uh, uh, inpatient treatment program in, in Columbiana, Alabama, and uh, getting close to a couple of friends and really wanting to work the program honestly for the first time was a big motivation. Right. And I had somebody I could trust for once that right. wasn't going to point the finger at me, Tom, and say, hey, uh, you're this bad of a guy mm-hmm. or hey, you're this bad of a person. Right. You know, and you know, it was a couple of guys, me and getting closer to a couple of guys that, that right. really helped me to motivate me to be honest with myself and them with me. They did also did the same thing. With right. Me. Right. I mean, that's a, that's an important, I think, principle in all this, I think. And I know we've highlighted a lot, but just the power of this community. Right. I mean, God created the church to be that kind of a community. And, and you were discovering that community through this group of three or four guys. That's what AA is about. Little communities of yes, people sir. holding each other accountable and but encouraging one another to address these things and make these kind of lists. Mm-hmm. So as you made the list, you had it. Now the fifth step is really about, you know, dealing with God, yourself and another human being, sharing the exact nature of those wrongs. Um, tell us about that. What was that experience like? Who did you share it with? Um, what were your feelings going in? Kind of what, what was that like? Um, at first time, my pride didn't want me to share honestly with a with a, a guy named Seth and, a, and another guy named uh, uh, Brian and my pride didn't want me to you know be the person that I was looking at on paper mm-hmm. he, 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 my pride wanted me to you know be something different and uh, portray a person you know uh, different than what was looking at me in my face mm-hmm. and when uh, I got honest with them and them with me uh it was a true freedom. It was a true deliverance, Tom, from that person. And, and all that baggage I'd been carrying for 20 to uh, 30 years of active addiction, you know, I realized, you know, hey, this is what your active addiction does to you. Mm-hmm. And when I got honest with them, I was able to release it and, and them with me. Mm-hmm. When you say you felt this pride was kind of the barrier, what... Where did that pride come from? What was it you were concerned about? Because it kind of strikes me that you were worried about something here. That kind of where that pride comes from. Dealing with rejection and abandonment and low self-esteem, Tom. Over the years, uh, if I portrayed this person that everybody respected and and said they liked, uh, I realized you know that I could uh, uh, just you know give a, a picture of a person that I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so when 
they allowed me to get honest with myself, Tom. I didn't have to, you know, uh, put up this front of uh, being a person, you know, a big, tough, strong guy anymore mm-hmm. and, and a, a roughneck in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to be that guy anymore, Tom. Right. And honestly, uh, I was thankful right. that I didn't have to portray this image anymore. Right. And when I did let my guards down and got honest with myself, it's when I got some freedom. Right. I mean, it sounds like, you know, for so long, we tried to kind of manufacture this impression, keep up this facade. And it's it's, it's a burden. It's wearing. It's exhausting. And so it seems like when you're able to admit it, it's kind of a relief that kind of comes. Well, you know, uh, Tom, it, it allowed me to get arrested many times. It allowed me to get a lot of felonies. And it allowed me to go to prison uh, four different times. And still trying to portray that person, even after all them years of realizing that I didn't have to be that person, you know, I, I still wanted to have that image, you know, mm-hmm. of, uh, of, and when I got honest with self and realized that uh, I didn't have to portray no image, you know, I could be honest with myself and another person as the program states mm-hmm. is, is when I made some steps forward. Well, I know the step says that we're being honest with God, with ourselves and another human being. Um, I know you mentioned the couple of guys that you kind yes, of exposed us to. Was it was it harder dealing with other human beings than it was maybe God or yourself? And was it was that really the fear is other people find out? Yes, sir. Because when you hold that image and you don't get real with yourself and, and don't get real with another person, you know, you're holding all that in. Mm-hmm. You're oppressing your real feelings. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized, you know, God's not judgmental. And he's not going to point the finger at me, you know, and and I'm not going to point the finger at me. But it was the fear of acceptance in other people's eyes, Tom, mm-hmm. and being being accepted, you know, uh, for the first time in my life when I got real. Because it come to find out, Tom, they're dealing with the same issues. Right, right. You know, that, that's the amazing thing I always find with this pride issue is it's so embedded in fear, right? Where this fear of rejection and the eagerness for some kind of a level of acceptance. And when we finally get real, what a relief it is to be accepted for just who we are, who the, the all 10 yes, pages sir. front and back, right? Of yes, what sir. that looks like. What it, one of the things it says in this too, it says that we are to admit the exact nature of our wrongs. Now um, share with me a little bit about that because it's one thing to kind of generalize, well, I have felonies, you know, um, but when you have to go through and be very specific, I mean, it's, were you that were you that meticulous about being specific about the exact nature and why was that important? Yes, sir. I I put down every misdemeanor arrest that I remember me ever having. I put down every felony arrest that I ever had, every fight that I'd ever been in, every robbery case I'd ever been in, every burglary case, every theft case, every DUI, every speeding arrest. I mean, just any kind of arrest and breaking the law, I put it down on paper and got rig- And the program states that we have to get rigorously honest about mm-hmm. our, ourself and our program. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I did that is when I got them 10 pages, you know, uh, mm-hmm. of stuff and realized that, you know, Hey, that this is the exact nature of my active addiction. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the first time that I really ever looked at it, Tom, and realized this is, way overboard of what 
you know, how and the way I was raised. Right. And, and my active addiction had taken me further than I'd ever wanted to go. Right. And and one of the things about that, you know, being that specific is that, you, you know, you, as much as you're afraid of that lack of acceptance or that judgment, um, you know, if if you're generally open, then you get kind of a general acceptance from people. But if you're specifically open, then you have the possibility of having a very specific, intimate acceptance yes, sir. that can happen. Now, when you share with these other guys, how did they respond? I mean, did they go, oh, my goodness? I mean, how did they respond to you? And was it surprising? Was it um, what you expected? It was it was surprising to me that you could find somebody that they actually cared about you, Tom, as a person that actually loved you as a brother. And we actually were in this program together and, you know, actually slept in the same room for uh, six months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to get honest with them and being able to uh, really work the program for the first time in my lifetime and being honest with myself and others was a huge step for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, them also, and they shared the same. We had a core group of about 20 to 30 guys that went to AA every night. Mm -hmm. And we had several, several guys was uh, being able to uh, gain some freedom in their from their active addiction. Also, Tom, by mm -hmm. coming to that group and the core group of guys that we had in that AA meeting, was uh, we, we stuck together and we all went to a meeting every night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being being able to be involved like that and then see the growth of other people in that circle mm -hmm. was, man, it, it was life-changing. Mm -hmm. It really was to see God work on different people on different levels. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, as much as you were afraid and fearful and intimidated to share with other people the exact nature of your wrongs, You've had people share the exact nature of their wrongs with you. Yes, sir. Um, what was that like? I mean, were, were you aghast? Were you appalled? Were you? I mean, how do you? How did you respond to them? Well, uh, when I come to find out, Tom, that uh, you know, I I thought I was the worst guy ever, and I really wasn't because it's like I shared with you earlier. Uh, you know, these people had done the same thing that I'd done, mm -hmm. and you know, and that opened up the door for me you know, to accept these guys on the level they were on also, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I brought a lot of the spiritual background to the program for them and, and, and accepting uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and, and, and my source of strength and, mm -hmm. and guidance and courage. And it opened up a, lo a lot of doors for the other brothers to be able to uh, also, you know, uh, accept uh, God as their uh, uh, savior also and, and, and allow them to see a source of strength outside their self for the first time. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, it's something we shared in that circle a lot of time. If we keep uh, making the, you know, uh, the same decisions depending on ourselves, we're just working our program within ourselves, And we're not, we're not, you know, really working the program with a, uh, a higher, a higher power as the program stays. Right. You know, and, and what you're depending on is you. You're depending on you as your high power. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to work your program and make your own decisions, you're going to fail. Right. So, you know, when I got outside of self and, and and was allowed to see other people grow in the same area, Tom, it just really opened up the door to me to make me want to be motivated to go that much uh, right. 
more to the program. Right, right. So that happened a couple of years ago. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So um, you kind of cleaned house, kind of dealt with that. Is that is, is is that the last time that's ever happened, or how has this fifth step maybe impacted your ongoing steps, your ongoing progress? Being able to continue to work the program, you know, uh, his way is a blessing to me, uh, Tom, because they allow me to run the AA program here at the program that we're in now. Mm -hmm. And uh, a continual process, Tom, is what I'm working Mm -hmm. because, you know, it it seems like that uh, I'll cover these issues, but, you know, other issues will rise up. Right. And, and it's all character defects, you know, and, and realizing the different character defects that I've had over the years. And they've been so uh, oppressed with alcohol and, and drug addiction that, you know, I I probably had them since I was a young child and never even knew it. Mm-hmm. And, right. and being able to reveal them and, 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 and give them to God and, and ask for strength and courage to go on is, is I say it's an ongoing process for the rest of our life. Right. You know, and I know the recovery process is for the rest of our life, but, you know, dealing with self is also for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. So I say it's an ongoing right. process for us. You know, we have to continue. Yeah. And obviously the first time you do it, it's kind of like cutting a path through the wilderness for the very first time. You know, you <laughs> yes, kind of have sir. to get your machete out and you're kind of working it. But once you kind of pave that path and get that path, then the hope is that you continue to journey up and down that path yes, and sir. continue to build um, this life of recovery and it's it's an ongoing journey and that's it's it can some people can see that as overwhelming but as you've expressed i mean it's a relief right it's a freedom there's a freedom Absolutely. in this and the more things i can bring onto that path and work through that path the more aspects of me i can you know take through that the more freedom the more relief that i get to enjoy for the rest of my life right? yes sir it's an ongoing process mm-hmm. well roger i appreciate you sharing your story with us, um, and I appreciate your openness and your honesty yes, sir. today. And I appreciate your leadership um, with the guys here at His Way, you yes, know, sir. doing the AA meetings and kind of bringing that aspect to the guys here that encourages their recovery. So, being great, great examples, encouraging the leadership's encouraging as well. So, thank you. Thank again you for very that. much for the opportunity to come and share some of my testimony, and uh, you know that uh, that God is real. And that he will allow you to give your stuff to him and, and he'll uh, help you work through it if you uh, honestly and uh, humbly give it to him. Amen. Thank you, Roger. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to know more about His Way, you can check out our website at hiswayinc.org.